1: Wow, I could really use Current.
0: I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot button internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly.
2: Good morning, this is Bennett Kelly. Welcome to another edition of Cyber Law and Business Report broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in the heart of Silicon Beach, downtown Santa Monica, California. Please be seated. We have a great show for you today, and it's a a different but important topic to address. Um, We're going to be talking about human trafficking, and in particular, the controversy over Backpage and the P- pending stop enabling sex trafficking tra- sex traffickers act of 2007 and our guest, and um, we're, we're fortunate to have taina bienami um she is the executive director of the coalition against trafficking in women and taina you're with us
1: i am thank you for having me good morning california
2: thank you uh, a california greeting to you um so um Thank you for joining us and this is a, a definitely a, a very hot topic and particularly in Washington where there's a, a lot of debate going on over um, this legislation. But uh, why don't we start by just telling us a little bit about the Coalition Against Trafficking Women.
1: So, the Coalition Against Trafficking in Women, or CATW, is one of the oldest organizations that is dedicated to ending the trafficking in women and girls and all forms of commercial sexual exploitation. We are basically a legal advocacy organization, although our offices um, abroad in the Philippines and in Mexico in particular, um, work with victims of trafficking, provide services. uh, But we really focus on changing laws, enacting the laws that are in place, and amending laws to end um, the scourge of uh, human trafficking, which primarily affects uh, women and children around the world and in the U.S.
2: So, just last month was the um, International World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, um, a, a global internet, um, excuse me, global United Nations effort. And um, there were some interesting statistics that came out of that. And apparently, human trafficking is the third largest crime in the world.
1: It is and it's probably inching more toward being the second um, following arms and drugs. Uh, very often drug traffickers also are engaged in, in human trafficking. So it's, it's really unclear how much money is made, but the International Labour Organization um, issued a very modest estimate of $150 billion of illegal profits from human trafficking, $90 billion of which uh, come from illegal profits from sex trafficking. So a lot of people are making a lot of money from this uh, multibillion-dollar crime
2: now when when people think of human trafficking and they they often do think of you know, of sex trafficking, you know there are there is there are other forms of trafficking, some of it being labor trafficking, illegal labor. But they also tend to think of uh, trafficking as being something that happens overseas. You know someone gets kidnapped and they, you know they're sent over somewhere to the Middle East or somewhere in Africa. Um, but trafficking happens here in the United States, does it not?
1: Unfortunately, there is not one town in the world that does not suffer uh, from trafficking, and that is primarily because of the internet. Um, I remember working on the issue of sex tourism in the early 90s, where uh, there was just an article in Businessweek saying that there were 25 sex tour operators. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's 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 really a trafficking issue. Um, Unit where where you have pimps and traffickers telling mostly Western men that you can spend uh, time anywhere in the world for all the C-sex and sun you want for $2,000. And now anyone uh, can be a sex store operator, a pimp or a trafficker in his or her pajamas at two o'clock in the morning, thanks to the internet. So it has the, you know, the internet obviously has given us Uh, tremendous ability to communicate and to advance at many levels, but the flip side to that is that it it has made uh, our work against trafficking exponentially harder.
2: Not just because it's made it more, it's, it's expanded the market.
1: It has totally expanded the market. And because uh, law enforcement and I think our culture as well is way behind on understanding that just because it happens on the internet doesn't mean that it is not a crime. So we do have, I mean, coming back to trafficking and the issue of Backpage and other websites, I know we're focusing on Backpage because it is the most mainstream of websites that is accused of being engaged uh, uh, in in the sex trafficking of, of in particular, women and children. Um, but it, it it's, you know the fact that sex trafficking and pimping and the sale of of human beings for sex on the internet happens we don't we don't really see it as a crime because oh it's you know it's just at, at the end of a click and therefore um, both from a resources point of view at law enforcement but also from a cultural perspective we are far behind in recognizing that just because it happens on the net doesn't mean that it's not uh, facilitating sex trafficking.
2: Now, the um, National Human Trafficking Hotline um, does it has a hotline where people can report um, cases involving human trafficking. And last year, they reported over seven thousand, close to eight thousand cases. Seven seventy six twenty one. Seventy seven percent of those involved sex trafficking. So it's something that is happening here in the U.S. And the victims were largely women, eighty-three point nine percent, and but a third of them were children. Mm-hmm. And and often we think, think about sex trafficking, we th- we have this image that it's it's people being brought in from you know, some other country or Asia or wherever. And um, but actually, eighty percent of the um, sex trafficking or human trafficking that occurs in the U.S. involves domestic people.
1: So, um, as you had mentioned before, um, human trafficking takes many forms. People are trafficked for both labor and for sex, but also organ uh, trafficking. Mm -hmm. And um, there is the UN trafficking protocol, also called the, the Palermo Protocol, that has the internationally recognized definition of trafficking. And basically, it It's anyone who transports, harbors, uh, transfers someone using power and control over someone with acute vulnerability for purposes of servitude, whether it's labor or sex. So, and consent is irrelevant. So, you know, the story of, well, I... I saw an ad to dance in in a strip club, and of course everybody knows how to dance, and I needed the money, and if you talk to any survivor, she will tell you that the launching pad into the sex trade started in strip clubs. The fact that she consented to um, to dancing and then performing so-called sex acts in those strip clubs is, is irrelevant to the crime of trafficking, and that's another element that we have a hard time understanding. So, as I mentioned before, we are talking about a multi-billion-dollar market, and like any market, the elements of that market are supply and demand, right? So, when when it comes to labor trafficking, it's a little more complicated because we represent the demand, right? We want cheap goods. We don't
0: necessarily. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um, want to know whether the person who's doing our nails has been trafficked or not or whether the apple we're eating was was uh, cultivated by people who were trafficked um, uh, in in farms and other in other settings. when it comes to the sex trade that includes prostitution because the sex trade is is a is a big spectrum from massage parlors to strip clubs to pornography and everything in between, the demand is, the the male demand for sexual access to women's bodies, right? And so when you look at the situation with with Backpage that is facilitating the sex trafficking of uh, women and children and and people who identify as women, right, there are also trans women. It's basically anyone who presents as female, right? Because we're talking about male demand for sexual access. Um, it's it's a very toxic combination between that demand for prostitution and profit, and so that happens anywhere I mean it happens in in any neighborhood and because of our of our again of our culture that um, that accepts the commodification the sexualization the pornification of human beings, especially women, uh, and girls, there is this sense of you know, these uh, women like it, it's a harmless crime, it's not right. that big of a deal, et cetera. So, and I think instead of really focusing, and this goes to the back page issue as well, is that instead of focusing on whether or not she was trafficked from abroad or from your local neighborhood, whether or not she's 18, whether or not um, she entered into it, you know, by force or choice or however you want to frame it, um, we need to focus on the demand side of the equation, right? On who is profiting from the exploitation of the most vulnerable people on the planet. Um, And so, and that's where, that's where the back page situation is so egregious and, and so urgent because it is an acceptance of this uh, very very harmful culture that exploits vulnerable people for profit.
2: Does Backpage, well, Backpage, and and it's not you know there are other websites you know it used to be Craigslist and you know there was some other places as well. But does Backpage expand demand or does Backpage expand supply? Both? Well, it's
1: it's both. It's a market, but you know, like any any market, you remove the demand, and the pimps and the traffickers have no no place to um, to exploit their. Prey, so to speak so they they are operating with impunity because there is a very very strong demand for uh, very young women and girls and and boys um, for the purchase of, of sex
2: and, and so um, in one thing about backpage that i guess what is what is you find most objectionable about backpage is the fact that they're just you know making it so readily available they're expanding the market what is what is their primary complaint with backpage
1: they're committing a crime if um as you know the um the senate issued this this report um Senator Rob Portman and Senator McCaskill, it was a bipartisan uh, report that showed that Backpage was intimately involved in helping pimps and traffickers um, modify their ads, uh, ensure that they didn't necessarily uh, overtly mention that the, the person in question was under 18, so they used euphemisms like "new cherry on the block" or "fresh flower." Or, so there there is evidence out there. The Washington Post also um, issued uh, a, an article after thorough investigation of how implicated Backpage was. In facilitating sex trafficking through um, through the, the ads presented to them by pimps and traffickers. So if if you if you put a billboard on your local supermarket saying uh, fresh cherry on the block for sale, that would be a crime. But somehow because it's online. We're having a difficult time recognizing it as a violation of both the Trafficking Victims Protection Act um, and other uh, anti trafficking um, uh, legislation at the federal level and at the state level. Uh, There are many states that have passed. Human trafficking laws that would also be applicable to um, to the conduct of backpage on on selling these um, these prostitution ads.
2: No, you, you mentioned the, the Senate investigation, which was you know a bipartisan legislative excuse me investigation done through the Senate investigation Subcommittee um, led by, as you mentioned, Rob Portman, with the vice chair being Claire McCaskill on the Democratic side. There, that was a, quite a drawn-out affair because Backpage refused to comply with their subpoena request and it, it ultimately went to the Supreme Court. And they, they finally, you know, they lost the Supreme Court and were forced to pr- produce the information um, that, that became a part of that Senate report. And to, you know, they, to the extent that they were, they, had to, they were actually held in contempt of Congress. I mean that that is not something that you you normally have, and and they were touting it as a a you know as kind of well we're protecting free speech. This is freedom of the press, and this is you know the same committee that Joe McCarthy ran back in the '50s, and so they were trying to you know create it as a, a McCarthyite tactic, when as you mentioned you know the, the investigation found that you know there are a lot of serious questions about their activities and particularly their involvement and knowledge of um, not only sex trafficking but child sex trafficking Mhm
1: well i think backpage and and other uh, and other websites that promote Prostitution and sex trafficking. For instance, we have been working on um, getting law enforcement to focus on these sugar dating websites, including one called Seeking uh, Arrangement, which is which is plainly a a, a website that that is uh, definitely involved in promoting uh, prostitution and probably. Uh, trafficking. What these websites have been doing, as you know, is hiding behind section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, but it was never, section 230 of of the CDA was never meant to preserve free free speech. It was really to protect, um, at the time, we're talking 1996, it was a fledgling internet uh, industry, and it was meant to protect it from uh, defamation claims based on third-party content. So, you know what? What uh, Senator Portman and Senator McCaskill are doing through their uh, through their proposed legislation, Stop Enabling Sex Traff- Traffickers Act uh, of of 2017, is really to surgically alter uh, Section 230 to ensure that the laws that that prohibit um, and criminalize trafficking apply to Internet
2: uh, providers that that engage in, in trafficking. And um, we're going to have to go into a discussion ex- explanation a little bit about Section CDA two um, three twenty, but, but for, I mean excuse me two thirty. But first, I want we're just going to take a short break and we come back. We'll have more of this discussion of sex trafficking and back page after these messages. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report only on Cranberry FM. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report
0: after this brief recess for our sponsors.
3: Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded.
0: Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here
2: is Bennett Kelly. And we're back and uh, we're talking um, on the topic of sex trafficking back page and the pending legislation in Congress to address that. And we're talking with Taina Benami, and she is the executive director of the um, Coalition Against Trafficking in Women. And Taina, so um, we were talking earlier about CDA Section 230, which is the Communications Decency Act, and it provides no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. And this was passed, as you mentioned, in 1996. And at the time, Congress explained that part of the policy behind it was that the um, the just rapidly developing internet um, was the interactive computer services were offering a forum for a true diversity of political di- discourse and opportunities for cultural development and a myriad op- avenues of intellectual activity. So it was kind of the sense that it, we, we want to encourage the internet to offer these forums for robust debate um, and to, in doing so we will not find them liable for the content of third parties. You know, so I am liable for whatever I say. But if I post if if someone posts something on my website, I'm not liable for what they say. And um, and so that has been used to to an extent to um, block companies like Backpage um, from ha- having them having liability because they're saying, okay, well, Backpage isn't posting the ads; it's actually third parties posting the ads. And so they're not liable. and um, But there are exceptions to CDA 230, and one of them is is which if you are involved in the content, you can be liable. And so that's where the back page thing seems to break down because it seems like back page could still be liable even under existing CDA 230.
1: Yes, that would be correct, except there's a lot of resistance to that and it becomes... Uh- Battle in the courts as to how each court interprets CDA. So CDA 230. So that's why we definitely need uh, clarifying legislation, such as the one that has been, that is being proposed by uh, Senators Portman and McCaskill, to make it clearer for the courts to recognize um, that sex traffic when sex trafficking occurs on on uh, on the on internet sites.
2: So the, the the legislation is S1693, Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act of 2017, also known as SESTA, and it was just introduced, this, this has 27 co-sponsors in addition to Senator Portman. Were you involved at all in the drafting of that?
1: Um, we were, we are definitely in support of, of the, of the bill. We, we commend the senators for, for the bill. This has been, we have been working with, um, with partners uh, um, in Washington, D.C., we do have a legal representative in Washington, D.C. There are other organizations who have signed uh, the letter. I also want to um, highlight the amazing work that Mary Mazzio has done done, especially with her film, I Am Jane Doe, which I recommend that everybody watch because it clearly shows uh, um, how how Backpage operates and how um, it's so important for us to address the harmful aspects and the criminal activities that occur on the internet. And then the other part is, you know, the frustrating part for uh, anti-trafficking advocates is that if... If another type of crime had was um, conducted on the internet, such as the sale of heroin, or um, I don't know, you, you could just list just about any. The call for murdering someone, for right. instance. Uh, law enforcement and the courts would probably have no problem in addressing it. But somehow, when it comes to sex trafficking and commercial sexual exploitation and the exploitation of prostitution of women and children, somehow it's it's a different type of argument, exceptions uh, abound. And I think that is probably one of the most frustrating parts. But also, you have to follow the money. In 20, um, already in, in 2001, um, uh, back page...
2: The annual
1: revenues for Backpage were estimated at 22.7 million in 2013. 80 percent of all revenues from sex ads uh, uh, in the U.S. Uh, go to Backpage. So again, it, it, we're talking about a highly lucrative activity here that is uh, that clouds the the criminal uh, aspect of it.
2: And and for those of you um, listening. As usual, we have show notes on this topic, background on this issue, including a, um, a PowerPoint kind of outline of these issues on our uh, blog at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. So check it out; it has information, and it does have um, a trailer for the the film you talked, you know, I'm Jane Doe, you spoke of, which it retells re- the story of victims of sex trafficking.
1: Right, correct. And and these are stories that we hear over and over. Cat W has been involved in two um, briefs, uh, one in Washington state and one um, asking for certiorari before the Supreme Court also. Um, cases where uh, teenagers, you know, 15, 16-year-olds who were sold on Backpage are suing, are suing Backpage in their states um, for for sex trafficking. And there is any young survivor we work with, survivors from the sex trade, there is not one who has not been sold on uh, on Backpage. They just about every. Every person we know who has been uh, trafficked or prostituted online will tell you that um, they're young. They're very savvy with computers. They will have pimps with a gun to their head saying, refresh, refresh, refresh. Um, they create their own content just to a- a- attract more more buyers. And so um, Backpage is a serious, serious uh Tool, a criminal tool for purposes of, of sex trafficking and, and commercial sexual exploitation.
2: So the SESTA has kind of two main components, it seems. One is to create a carve out of Section 230 for um, anything that would be involving um, federal trafficking or you know state prosecutions involving sex trafficking of children or sex trafficking in general and um, and the other is to kind of change the liability standard um, for businesses supporting sex trafficking to um, participating in a venture either knowingly or um, having a, a, a expanding the standard so that it is um, Whether it's um, you act with reckless disregard for whether you know not whether the the enterprise is engaged in sex trafficking, so those seem to be the two main um, objectives of the law. Do Do you any thoughts on on those?
1: Well, I think it's a well thought out piece of legislation because it would satisfy the hopefully the tech industry in ensuring that they remain protected under Section 230 of the CDA, provided that they don't engage in criminal activity, and in this particular instance, any activities that would violate the Trafficking Victims Protection Act or the Justice for Victims Trafficking Act or any state anti-trafficking law or any other state laws that um, involve uh, uh the exploitation of uh, of human beings for sexual purposes. So, um, it's it would be it, it would behoove the the tech industry, especially those who have an acute sense of corporate responsibility and and uh, the commitment to ending this human rights violation that is that is devastating you know from every city in the United States to around the world to really um, support this legislation and realize that it is their free speech rights will be protected um, their ability to uh, to remain um, uh, you know neutral so to speak uh, vis-a-vis third-party uh, providers or or advertisers um, they sh- they should really be be at rest on on those two issues and, and really support uh, this legislation.
2: Now, one of the concerns that I've seen voiced by the tech industry is that the, the carve out under Section 230 isn't just for federal anti trafficking laws, but also state laws. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, we don't know what all those state laws may be. And it also would apply to future state laws. And there's a concern that, you know, a state let's state may try to um, backdoor regulate um, under the guise of regulating um, sex trafficking. You know, um, create some requirement under the law that you know unless you do this, you're, you're engaged in sex trafficking. That may not actually be strictly re- addressing sex trafficking. Um, there's been some examples of of that in the past in other areas of You know internet regulation by the states and so there's concerns that the the legislation might be too broad in that respect
1: um well can you give me an example of how um how what what that case scenario would be because it is very specific it talks about civil law relating to sex trafficking and so most states um, have enacted state laws that, um, whose model they use from the, the federal laws. A number of states, including New York State, um, have not. They have their own individual uh, human trafficking acts um, that is broader um, in, in our case in New York State, um, broader than, than the federal law. In terms of its de- definitions and 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 remedies, however, the way I read this law, and obviously there is always um, there is always room for tweaking and improvements, but on its face, it 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 definitely would apply to any law relating to sex trafficking.
2: Right, and I guess that's the question of whether a state makes you know link something to something that's not really sex trafficking related but says okay if you don't do this you're you're engaging in sex trafficking and eric goldman the the santa clara professor he gave two examples um a law that says if you don't authenticate all your users you are liable for any non-authenticated content promoting sex trafficking or an another one would be if you don't pre-screen your content you're liable for all published posts promoting sex trafficking you're know, basically using a backdoor using sex trafficking as a backdoor way to regulate content or procedures
1: yeah i mean there is such a thing called prosecutorial discretion um, you know, I am I am not an expert in uh, logarithms or what the tech industry does. I'm an anti-trafficking women's right. rights advocate, but I would I would think that this would be an opportunity for the tech industry and for any uh, internet provider to uh, to hone their their methodologies and and their structures so that they they ensure that whoever uh whoever advertises on their uh on their websites or elsewhere on their isps would um would not be engaged in in sex trafficking or any ads that uh that would promote the sex trafficking of of human beings
2: but i guess the that's the that's their complaint is that um, that may be something a larger enterprise, a, a Google or someone could do, but for a smaller enterprise, that that's actually quite expensive, and you know, such a requirement could actually put them out of business, and so therefore that would um, decrease content on the Internet. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, I I've
1: was- I really would not know uh, the details of that that is that is That's not my, yeah. yeah that is not that is not my expertise I just think that um, uh, preemptive concerns on on these issues as a reason not to enact a law that that uh, would uh, would end the, the the purchase and sale of human beings on the internet such as backpage is is not. Necessarily, a valid excuse to throw the baby with the bathwater um, in, in this instance, and in particular, uh, to not uh, to not endorse uh, the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers um, Act.
2: And but I guess the, the other concern is, they have is is the the heightened standard for whether or not you, you're liable, um, whether mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not just knowing that you're um, assisting sex trafficking, but whether you're knowing or, you know, have a reckless disregard. And I guess, what is the standard for, you know, at what point do you, do you have, are you engaging in a reckless disregard and there's concern that that may lead websites to not cooperate with law enforcement because they're afraid that if you, if you impute knowledge to them, they could be liable.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from 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 our perspective, it it is not a concern because uh, because from from our experience, what we have seen, not just on backpage, but on on multiple other websites, and again, I mentioned the sugar dating websites, mm-hmm. an arrangement. There it these are ads that are that are violative in plain sight, in plain view. We're not talking about um, Byzantine ways of of uh, of selling human beings or advertising for the sale of human beings on on the internet. Um, if you just if you just look at um, uh, Any any website. So now you know, Backpage changed, shut down its adult services section, but it moved the their um, sex trafficking, their alleged sex trafficking activities under women dating men, Um, and so it is it is quite easy for even at a naked eye to see. Uh, the types of ads that that we are trying to uh, to remove from the internet, where it is clear that um, these are people who are engaged in a illegal activity, in the activities of of selling human beings for uh, for exploitation, mm-hmm. and um, so for us that is that is not a a realistic concern, and if it is, then it. You know, we're a very litigious uh, <laughs> a country in society, and therefore it could also be a discussion to be had in the courts in the future. But for now, this is a, a problem that is so egregious and so urgent that, that it is critical to address it.
2: And uh, I guess, you know, you know, having followed this issue and seen some of the ads, I mean, some of the ads are aren't, exactly explicit that they're prostitution it's kind of like okay nudge nudge, nudge wink wink and, and so you know that's that's the challenge i think for a website is at what point you know do you not you know do you allow something to go forward or not and since you, it's not clear necessarily whether it's illegal or not even though you you, you probably can guess what you know that it, it might be but you don't know for sure
1: Right. So, you know, again, going back, going back to, to the situation, because it is, uh, it could be a a, 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 scenario, a nebulous scenario of, you know, the smaller providers being scared, but coming back to the crux of the issue, namely Backpage, um, you know, the Senate committee, the, Recognize that although Backpage argued that it was just a mere third-party platform with no responsibility right. um, for the ads that were posted on its website, that that was a lie. And uh, again, the 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 websites that we have been looking at are also clearly just just. Uh, again, at the naked eye, are clearly engaged in facilitating these uh, these ads, editing these ads, um, uh, uh, convening um, you know dates and and uh, and special dinners, et cetera, that clearly clearly um, violate both state and, and federal law on, on trafficking. Uh, and, and prostitution, I mean, pro- pro- prostitution is illegal in, in every state of the United States, except for a few counties of Nevada. We, we hope CatW calls for the uh, decriminalization of the women and other prostituted individuals, people who uh, sell sex, because we believe that their circumstances um, lead them to a situation of exploitation and therefore are not criminals and that we should target only the buyers uh, but nevertheless we're st- as we stand now it is still it is still a crime um unfortunately in in most states of uh of the united states and by and by by unfortunately i mean again the fact that we criminalize uh the, the people who sell sex it should not should not occur as far as we're concerned and um-
2: We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I I want to talk about there have been calls for a Justice Department investigation into Backpage. um, But we'll talk about that after these messages. You're listening to Cyber Law and Business Report, only on cranberry.fm.
0: Stay tuned for more of the
2: Cyber Law and Business Report after
0: this brief recess for our sponsors. How much are your
3: best ideas worth? Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash founder Circle. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix.
0: online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is
2: Bennett Kelly. Um, We've been talking about the Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act of 2007. There's also a house bill that was uh, offered by representative wagner from missouri i believe and uh um her bill doesn't have as many um sponsors it has a actually has 111 co-sponsors It actually has more it's hr 1865 allow states and victims to fight online sex trafficking act and uh, what's um but after the washington post reported in july that Backpage was actually involved in the creation of these ads. Um, She wrote a letter to the Justice Department urging an immediate investigation of Backpage and to bring them to justice under US code section 1591, um, which actually is the um, legislation that um, barred um, the Stop Advertising Victims of Exploitation Act which makes advertising sex trafficking a crime um do what do you do you support such an investigation and do you know what the status of that is
1: um, yes, of course, and and also on the Senate side, uh, senators uh, again, Rob Portman, Carper, and, and Senator Claire McCaskill have also written a, a, a letter to the Department of Justice saying that it warrants a criminal review. So, um, so yes, I think we are really at a crux um, in our. Conversation about how to end human trafficking, especially sex trafficking, that uh, we understand the complexity of, of the issue. We understand the uh, the impunity around around this issue. Um, you know, when we talk to um, medical providers or direct service providers who work with trafficking victims, they will tell you that by the time A victim is found uh, either through the police or through a medical provider, emergency room, et cetera, and then gets legal services and gets medical services and and gets any type of assistance. We're talking about the 1% of the trafficked population. So this is just the, we're just scratching at the surface of this multi billion dollar crime. Um, and so it should be all hands up, uh, on deck from, the, from people in our neighborhoods to, to, the, to the Department of Justice, to the Senate, to the United Nations. Uh, and, and so, yes, we, we welcome a thorough investigation so that no one else suffers the way trafficking victims suffer, again, with a total impunity.
2: Now, the Backpage CEO Carl Ferrer was uh, arrested, and is is currently being criminally tried in the state of California. The, the initial complaint was thrown out under CDA 230, um, but the charges have been amended from to include not just pimping but money laundering. And uh, have, have you heard anything on the status of that complaint?
1: Uh, not not more than you have no uh, we do hope that he will um, you know this is a person who has allegedly committed horrific crimes um, you know as as you mentioned he was charged with pimping a minor and conspiracy to com- commit pimping and so we really do hope that that uh, justice will will be served in in his case
2: in in what would how big a victory would it be for you if if Backpage was shut down?
1: Significant victory, and and the reason why is because Backpage is such a mainstream uh, website uh, ISP, and that you can purchase a bicycle, you can sell your refrigerator, and. You can um, buy and, and sell a human being for commercial sex. So I think it will, uh, you know, as in as in all um, situations of of justice and accountability, it will send a message to other internet uh, service providers and and websites that we live in a country that abides by the rule of law and that you you cannot sell and or purchase another human being for commercial sex on the internet or on the street or anywhere else
2: so it, it's almost like an illustration of the banality of evil that you know you can get a washing machine or, or a person you know the, the, the what's the difference
1: Everything is commodifiable now, and unfortunately there is no human being that is more marketable than a young woman of color. We are talking about uh, uh, Black, Asian, Latina, very, very young women or young girls who are being bought and sold by men who have the power, the control, the money, and the unfettered desire for sexual access to their bodies. And until we realize that, and this is not just about sex trafficking, we are really talking about an issue of equality. I mean, I think now we're looking at the conversations that the tech industry is having around women's equality, around sexual harassment and, and sexual discrimination, and all these issues are linked. It is all about not seeing uh, women and girls in particular, and and uh, and trans people, trans women in particular, as full human beings. And if we want to evolve as a society, Backpage is really a great way to continue that conversation. So I would encourage everyone to um, get involved in this situation, call your representatives to support the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act and do watch I Am Jane Doe. It's illuminating and it will um, really put fire in your belly to affect change. And if you want to learn more about the Coalition Against Trafficking in Women, you can go on our website at catwinternational.org.
2: And the, uh, the I Am Jane Doe, I believe that's available through Netflix?
1: It is available through Netflix, yes.
2: Is, is, that being, is it being distributed in, in theaters or...? There
1: there have been a number of local um, screenings, um, and I think if anybody reaches out to 50 Eggs, I believe, is the production company, they can find out how they can show the movie um, in their communities. But yes, it is available on Netflix to anyone who has that.
2: And it's narrated by Jessica Chastain. The, the, the
1: phenomenal here. Jessica Chastain, for which we are extremely grateful. Extremely grateful to for her, um, for her brilliance and her commitment to to ending this horrendous crime.
2: Anything else you want you wanted to share before we sign off?
1: Uh, no, I just think that um, you know we we've been doing this for a long time, and uh, we are seeing progress, and it's incremental progress. But uh, any success is is success. So uh, we cannot lose faith, and we believe that justice will be ultimately served.
2: Do you, what is what is your indication as to when action may happen on the bill in either House or the Senate?
1: You know, I think it's 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 really um, this is where community activism and and a phone call uh, works miracles, right? I, I would urge everyone to call their state representatives, um, senators, and Congress people to ensure that uh, the CDA is surgically amended, as uh, as Senators uh, Portman and McCaskill's. Bill call for and to uh, to see an end to websites like Backpage, uh, not you know I which sh- I should say the adult section and uh, and the selling of of uh, women and children on on certain elements of the Backpage website.
2: I mean, for example, Craigslist had stopped those type of ads and they've done fine, you know, without it. So uh, I think that's your point. You know, Backpage can be a legitimate site if it wants to, but a 93% of its revenue comes from this other means. That's the unfortunate part.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh um-
2: so- I want to thank you very much for your taking the time to join us and um, for your passion and talking about this important issue. Um, so, uh, but I wish you best of luck. and It was, it was a pleasure having you. Um, join us next week for another edition of Cyber Law and Business Report. This is Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center here in Santa Monica, California. Have a great week. We'll see you then.